Welcome to the Bean and Dean podcast. This is episode six, where we will recap what happened in week eight and look ahead to week nine and the matchups that will be taking place there. So some news and notes. Dean, what have you got for us for your news and notes? Um, something that just weird, some NFL stuff. Um, I thought it was peculiar that every single AFC division is looking the same with a six and two team leading the division. Um, there's no real super standouts in the AFC, and there's nobody that's really no crummy division type thing. It is interesting because the Chiefs, they lost this past weekend to the Broncos, which they like basically have never done. That's crazy. So that was kind of a weird uh, setup. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody's running away with it, but you feel like as the year goes on, trade deadline happened, you wonder how many more people are going to actually like start pulling away. Maybe the Chiefs will. I feel like that Chiefs Broncos game is where Vegas starts making some money back somehow. Because yeah. you got to think a ton of people lost that. Oh yeah, I'm bets sure. on that one. Yep. Um, Josh McDaniels can um, fired. Do, do Lions fans feel bad about that at all? No. Getting him fired, or you just it is what it is. No, it is what it is, and he probably should have been fired a while ago. That offense has been atrocious, just absolutely atrocious. And I'm going to attribute some of it to Jimmy Garoppolo and just. A headline that just happened a couple minutes ago, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be starting. They'll be starting rookie Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy Garoppolo just had happy feet back there. It was like watching that Penguin movie, Happy Feet. That's what he looked like. I didn't he was scared see, to death to get hit. I didn't see much of the game, but I saw a couple of clips of where they showed uh, Adams was pretty stinking open, yeah, and he overthrows him. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. And it wasn't, it wasn't just Adams. I mean, Myers, but for the fir first half, I don't think that the wide receivers had a catch in the first half for the Raiders. That can't happen, especially when you think about somebody that's like a offensive mastermind like Josh McDaniels was. But, man, that Raiders organization is a disaster. It's just so how, bad. I don't understand how you can be that I don't know. bad at running. So, wait, it's me. Yeah, well. And, again, Lions used to be that way, too. Um, obviously, hopefully to turn the page there. But NFL trade deadline happened. Did your Eagles do anything? They did something earlier. Okay. But they got they got last week. Fired. Oh yeah, they, sa safety help. They go back to their the the Tennessee Titans, their feeder system, much <laughs> no. like we have in the GFO on occasion. Um, I think I, I said this to that. you a couple of days ago, where I saw some tweets out there uh, from Tennessee fans and what we call beat writers yeah. um, saying, uh, "Stop answering the phone." <laughs> if it if it comes from Philadelphia, don't answer it. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, I was disappointed. The Lions really didn't do anything. They picked up Donovan Peoples Jones. He's okay, but. I think the more telling thing is they picked up Donovan Peoples-Jones because Jamison Williams is doing nothing. And I think it's interesting because you're obviously taking a risk on Jamison Williams when you picked him that high, hoping he pans out, and he just can't catch the ball. Um, it is appropriate that he is on Nip's team because Nip's can't catch the ball. And uh, Jamison yeah. Williams is on that. So I'm wondering if Nip's, if this is the curse of the Nip's. But who knows? We'll see, I guess. I don't know. He's on his team right now? He is on his team right now, Interesting. Yeah. So the other part that I thought was uh, was annoying for me as a Lions fan, and you know we're talking fantasy football here, but still you're stuck listening to me, but the 49ers got better on the defensive line, and it only cost them like a second or third round pick. And then the Bears did the same thing. It only cost them a second, third round pick. And I'm like, why aren't the Lions doing this? I, I don't understand. Pick up the phone. It's the second, third round pick you got to get help on the defensive line because Hutchinson looked just like he did nothing last week. Oh, really? Yeah. So get him some help. So um, anyway. I feel like, though, so I've heard some things about, like, uh, who's, the, who's the one that went to San Francisco? Uh, it was uh, Chase, Chase, Chase Young. Young. 
that he's there's an injury thing there. Like he went, I think, yeah. for a third, and the other guy went for, for a second. Sweat. Somebody came into my room and was just like, um, "Sweat, Sweat got traded." I'm like, "What?" Because I thought it was Josh Sweat, and I'm like, oh. "That's like our best, <laughs> yeah, one of like, our best guys." No. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I thought I I just wish the way that would have went down is the guy from whoever is in charge at Washington, the GM, goes into those two and says. One of you is going to Chicago. One of you is going to San Francisco. <laughs> Which one? Because <laughs> you imagine and both those guys are like, they're oh, both it like better oh. not be me going to Chicago. So um, the NFL trade deadline came past. I know a lot of people were maybe thinking Derrick Henry might go someplace, Devontae Adams, offensive players, but it doesn't seem like it is. Josh Dobbs goes to the Vikings. That might help them stay afloat. I don't know why the Vikings don't just pack everything up and say, we're yeah. waiting till next year. Sending Jefferson out there with Josh Dobbs doesn't seem like a smart decision, but whatever. Let's go to our recap of the picks last week. Uh, Dean, you went five and one to take you to twenty and ten, and I went the six and zero. Oh. Um, I uh, cut, it, cut it close on the toilet matchup with uh, with myself at the very end, but nonetheless six and zero. Oh. So we'll keep those picks going, but we seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, that brings me to one of my takeaways. Actually, that it seemed like a predictable week. It did. If you listened last week, you might remember that all of our picks were the same. And then I decided Switch. I'm going to change one just because we can't have them all yeah. the same. And of course, and obviously we couldn't all both be six and oh. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that I know what the heck I'm doing with picks, but it does seem like that it must have been when we looked bit. at it. I don't feel like this week will be that predictable. When I looked at the picks, there was a couple that I was debating on. We're, we're, we're different on a couple, but not too many. Um, your takeaways from the week, your top takeaways. Besides uh, other than that, I just put down that uh, the Dean sucks and Nips is up. All right. Uh, yeah. He is, man, scoring points. Just like crazy. And with that, who did he play? Um, let me get the schedule here. Um, sorry about this, yep. folks out there in TV land. Uh, but there were, I remember, oh. Big Dogs. Big yes. Dogs is two and six, scores 125 points. And, and still and loses. And plays a guy that scores 177. Yeah. That is nuts. I feel a little bad for him. Um, I do think that this puts me in the driver's seat. I mean, I can't score. I can't win. Dogs looks like he's kind of turned the page. Uh, he's got, uh, is that, he has Burroughs. Is that who's coming yeah, back and, for him? Yeah. And they're, I mean, he's he playing is... good again. I mean, he's going to, he's going to, start winning some games. Yeah, dogs are starting to score some points. So, um, but yeah, this doesn't look good for you long-term here. I also um, noticed this isn't just a weekly thing. The whole picking somebody up, starting him, who you abs absolutely don't want to start. They're mm -hmm. just, you know, you're just like, if he's on any other team, you know, if he's on the team that you're playing against, he'd be on the bench. And then that person does amazing. It's like in the teens or in the 20s yeah. type thing. I can't remember. Oh, I wrote it down. Shahid. Yes. Uh, you know, like I and I, what made me think of this is I don't think that's ever happened for me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been sitting even Just with a bye week. Like, oh, man, I really wish I didn't have to start this guy. Yeah. And then he goes for 20. Um, so that's another thing I, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on moving forward is how often does that happen where somebody who wouldn't even be in the lineup for, say, 10 GFO teams, but he's on the 11th and That's the one that he starts him. and he goes crazy. Well, And how I, do you find those guys? I actually sent a text to um, a couple GMs and said, I'm not sure if there are two GMs that can pick a guy up and just throw him in the lineup and he gets double digits more than toilet and more than nips. 
Those two guys seem to do that more regularly than other people. Toilet was texting me back and forth about Rashid Shahid and saying how great of a guy he was and this guy's unbelievable and blah, blah, blah. Let me read you his point totals. Are you ready? 15.5 week one, then eight, then zero, four and a half, three. Week six against Houston, he gets 16 because he gets a long bomb, but he only caught two catches, two catches, and he got 16 points. Then he gets four against Jacksonville, and then last week against me, he had three catches for a total of 153 yards. So he's averaging 51 yards, or 50, yeah, 51 yards a catch, and he ended up winning 27 and a half. In toilet, of courses, boasting about how much of a genius he is, but then I get a text from Trash saying, Rashid Shahid is a real deal, and I, he must be the real deal that just goes know. up the up the field yeah. in a fly route. That's the seems to be the only thing. That's but going on. I mean, again, it seems like did, did he play him on the weeks that he got zero and six? I um, mean, who knows? We we don't have to investigate this, but I'm thinking he probably didn't. No, he did. If not. he had a better option, he'd have played it. Yes, and uh, yeah, and I, I, maybe this is like with Nips and Toilet. They're both big gamblers. Yeah, huge gamblers. Oh, just degenerate gamblers. Just sewer scum it's awful and maybe that's by doing all the gambling they're doing they get some of these inside mm -hmm. vegas tips like the bookies who are fixing the games and things like that maybe they have some insider information contacts galore i'm guessing oh absolutely um the other thing that when i look at um, again nips obviously scoring uh, a decent amount and um getting his players that, again, we kind of question whether or not he's actually doing it, but it seems like anything he touches right now is turning to gold, right, is what it seems like for Nips right now. Even a guy like Rasheed Rice, we talked about him last week, um, but George Kittle benefiting quite a bit from the Brock um, Purdy not throwing it down the field too much, just underneath routes galore. So he's doing pretty well. Obviously, Nips is, is really running away with it, and that was one of the things that I noted was that the Shula walked away 4-0 and the Noel walked away at 0-4. Any thoughts on that? No, again, it was pretty predictable. I mean, it's what we thought would happen, and it did happen. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, part of it was matchups. Part of it is the Noel is horrible and the Shula is scoring points. Um, Macho consistently not scoring the amount of points projected. I've looked at Macho's roster quite a bit recently. And it seems like he is projected well into the hunt, like 104, 105, 106, 110, and he's getting like 80s. His team is just not scoring touchdowns. They're getting touches, but they're not scoring touchdowns. And it seems like every year we get a team that uh, that does that, and uh, that's allowing you to kind of stay in this race um, for maybe not getting in last place. It's it's just a big tease, I think. Uh, now I did beat him the first time, so it could come down to me beating him the second time. I don't hate his team. No, I think he's got an okay team. Uh, I could see him if he moves Kelsey for something at the trade deadline. That's going to hurt him a lot because Kelsey is sort of a monster. I'm uh, telling you right now. Here's my prediction: Kelsey will be on the Nips team by next week. Nips is the one who has the ammo. He's the one that's willing to deal with it. He and uh, new guy, or I used to call him new guy in my phone. I should apologize. Macho, they go way back. They're friends. Macho has shown us the texts on his phone, and he has like a thousand texts that he hasn't read. I know that those aren't coming from Nips. If he gets a, if he gets a text from Nips, this deal will yeah, be done. I can see. So that. I can see uh, you know Kelsey going to the Nips, and uh, that will be the, a big trade. My last takeaway is Gibbs takes over. Devonte Adams did nothing. 
And if Gibbs doesn't take over, then I'm in trouble. I lose to the toilet, but it was always good to get, a, a, you know, actually a win against the toilet. So, and I don't think that was a surprise. I mean, yes, it was his no, best first yeah. best week, but I th- most people out there were saying that this with Montgomery gone and they're playing the Raiders. So this this I don't equate this with one of those stick somebody in your lineup yeah. who's not expected to be good mm-hmm. and then he goes crazy. I think this was somebody that anybody would have started this yeah. week type thing. So going back to the trade deadline, um, I know we're off. I'm off topic here, um, but I went ahead. And I printed up the contracts mm-hmm. pages because I'm kind of an old timer. I like to print yeah. it up pages and separate it out who I thought would be buyers. Uh, trash, Gorilla, Bean, Nips, Show, Toilet. Okay. And then I went through their things and assets. I kind of highlighted the assets that I might be interested in. And then kind of compared that with what might I have that they might be interested in. I had, I, there's no one to sell to. The people that maybe could use something I have mm-hmm. don't have any picks really to speak no. of. And the people who uh, have the picks and stuff, I don't see them contacting you. No. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a super active trade deadline. Um, I think in the long run, you'll probably get a couple little deals, uh, maybe for some defenses, maybe wide receiver threes, backup people, quarterbacks or whatever. But um, I don't see that there's going to be a lot of trades. The, the, anything that I have that people would value, I'm just speaking for me, of course, is uh, is the same players that I would like to still have next year potentially yep. to build on. Yep. So it's not like an ex- a Hopkins. He's an expiring contract, or he's got a high contract. I could yep. live with moving him, but right now he's my best player. Here's and the thing. I want to I want to address something. And again, we are going off topic here. It's okay. So we're going to have to. Do we're going to skip listener, listener comments, comments today. Um, you got some critis- criti- uh, people criticizing you for not playing Hopkins or Hopkins getting forty. I don't think that that like when I looked at your roster last week, the only person that I think I would have replaced Hopkins with was Aaron Jones. That's it. I don't think that were there. I don't think you're sitting anybody else for DeAndre Hopkins. As well as this is a quarterback that has not really done anything in the NFL. It was his first start. So that's the other factor here where I don't think that you can necessarily just crush yourself on that one. Will Levis, we didn't really know what to expect from him. But let's be honest. I mean, him getting three touchdowns, 128 yards, he hasn't had three touchdowns all year long. So like when people, this is what drives me crazy. When people crush you for benching a player, it's like maybe Aaron Jones. First of all, I have not heard this criticism, so I don't really appreciate all the talking behind my back. I probably should not have let you know that that was behind your back. There was four or five GMs. Actually, we have a group text of 11 of us. There's four or five GMs that think that that they would have started Hopkins after he has one game that has had 19 points. His previous game was 2.5, and they're saying that they would have started him automatically. No questions asked. We have a group text. Of 11 of us oh. that you're not included. And out of the 11, nine voted that they would have started Hopkins. So this reminds me of my family when they plan vacations without you. <laughs> they <laughs> they have a big group text. Yes. And they discount me from it. And the only thing that you're there for is to pay for the vacation. I Well, no. No. I'm there to drive. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, let's go to the roster moves. As far as the roster moves, waivers, trades. Leonard Fournette gets $32. No one else bid. 
anything for Leonard Fournette. I didn't look at it. That who, goes who to him? trash. Trash spends $32 on Fat Lenny. Um, Where did Lenny land? He ended up in Buffalo. So he's going to be in oh. Buffalo. So it should be kind of interesting. Yeah. Nappy is a little upset by this as he wants James Cook to be that guy. And it doesn't seem like they believe he's that guy. So we'll see what happens. I think they have Latavius Murray there too. But Fat Lenny gets 32. Jake Browning mercifully, mercifully gets dropped by um, the dogs. Jake Browning's been on his team as a backup to um, Joe Burrow, but he finally merci mercifully gets dropped. And then Trash goes after a QB because they don't really matter. He ends up getting P.J. Walker. Did he, he wouldn't have had a starting quarterback. He did not though. have okay. a starting quarterback, so he had to get something. So we truly are going to find out if QBs matter. The QBs in the Trash uh, Bean matchup are just downright awful. So we'll see what happens well, there. Maybe QBs won't matter this week. So let's you, know, go. You, you mentioned real quick Nappy and you know him frustrated with the cook. I was thinking of this earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, how much money do you think has gone into the Nappy swear jar <laughs> this a lot. this season? Yes, um, I'm guessing a decent amount. Um, you know, I think they use that for vacation. And he has been they're, taking some nice vacations. They're going to go someplace so, really so nice. We'll see what's going to happen this year where he goes. Um, I think Europe's on the docket for that one. Uh, let's go to our matchups. Let's go to the first game, Soldier at Dogs. I am picking Dogs here. And my main reason is, is Soldier has some QB issues, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to pull this game out. Dogs is starting to score points. And long-term, I just think that this could be the nail in the coffin for the Soldier, and this is where he maybe starts looking at selling even some of the assets like Mark Andrews that he picked up. But Stafford's injured. Uh, Pickett is injured. Fields is injured. He doesn't have anybody else, and he didn't pick up anybody today. So I think that's going to be kind of an interesting matchup, and I like what Dogs has. I picked Dogs. I picked Soldier. Full disclosure here, I uh, for all of my picks, I spent a total of about 45 seconds to go through them. That's so I did not spend a lot of time, so I don't have any great reasons for any of them, I don't think. Uh, you pick Soldier. Next game, being at Trash. The trash heap has been a uh, place where offenses go to die. I picked Bean, and here's why. I have to beat this guy. Like, I, I can't <laughs> put up with it. So I'm just going here with, you know, heart overhead. Okay, that's fair. I picked Bean, too. And I just feel like Bean has been kind of on the upswing, and trash has been on a little bit of the downswing. I also think that this is going to come down to Monday night, and Brees Hall is going to have a long run, and it's going to be like that one of those games that – just depends on how many long runs Brees Hall gets on Monday Night Football. Nips at Toilet, we both picked Nips. I actually noted that Nips doesn't have great matchups, but I just don't see anybody stopping him right now, and he's just been on fire. I think Toilet's going to be reeling after the loss, the embarrassing loss of the Beans. He can't stand losing to Beans. So I do believe that the uh, Toilet Town will lose here, and Nips will be able to get another win. I do not see me picking against Nips unless he starts scoring less than, like, 120. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had one down week. He still won, and that was score, still scoring 92. Um, I'm thinking he was just resting players or something. So I, I, I'm going to probably keep picking him unless something really looks strange. We've got Gorilla at show. I am picking the show, as I noted that you are as well. I actually think this game might be a little bit closer than what people are expecting. Okay. And uh, show is going with the two wide receivers from Buffalo, Gabe Davis and uh, Diggs. So that should be kind of interesting. 
And he's riding with Daryl Henderson, uh, Daryl Henderson, to see if the Rams keep him going. So Who is Buffalo sure. playing? Buffalo's playing at the uh, Bengals. So it could be a tight matchup. So that's why I'm not sure. Not a lot of offense on this mm, interesting. one. Interesting. Um, you have show Nappy at Dean. We Nappy. both are picking Nappy. I cannot in clear conscience vote for you. And then new neither, guy, neither can I. New guy at Macho. I think this has the potential to be an upset, but I'm giving Macho the benefit of the doubt. I think he'll pull it off. He does have a wide receiver spot that he hasn't filled yet because Calvin Ridley's on by. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to pick Macho. But if there is going to be an upset, it will be new guy beating Macho. I have Macho as well. So, again, we only have one differing opinion here, and that's our first matchup, Soldier and Dogs. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode here, episode six. For week nine. Should we just have some dead air for a while so people get to hear the school bell again? Yeah, we heard from a, a listener that they enjoy hearing the bell because they actually realize we are doing this during our lunch break. Yes. So we'll wait and should be going off. And there it is. There it is. So that wraps up our show. May all your fantasy players be studs.